You're listening to an audio sermon from Harvest Bible Chapel in Oakville, Ontario. For more information, please visit our website at harvestoakville.ca. Merry Christmas, everyone, and may the Lord may the Lord bless you. May He ser- sincerely and truly bless you. That's not some empty religious cliche that I'm saying. That it's a true, sincere, and um, genuine expectation today as well. You say, what expectation? Well, that the Lord would speak to you, that God Almighty would speak to you today, that he would personally um, interact with you and you would encounter him today because, listen, he has some uh, very good news he wants to share with you today. And we think about that good news, so needed. We live in a world of unceasing news. We live in a world of loud news and political news and often depressing news. And now, sadly, we're subject to fake news. So how about... Uh, So good news, all in favor of good news. And in fact, here today, with a little bit of faith today. I mean, the Bible says that faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed. With a little bit of faith today, the news that you're about to receive could become the best news you've ever heard in your life. That's the reality of the good news that is shared at Christmas time regarding Jesus Christ the Lord. We're looking at a couple of verses in the Bible today. Luke chapter 2, if you want to turn there, we will also be putting some of these verses on the screen for you so you can follow along uh, at ease right now. Luke chapter 2, verse 8, familiar story. The shepherds and the angels, we sung about it, we'll sing about it again. Luke 2, verse 8, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock um, by night. Now, now listen, when you um, are exposed to scripture, especially narrative, that's what this is, it's a narrative telling a story, it's so good to enter into the text. Like try to place yourself there because it makes it come alive. You're kind of asking questions. What, what, what would that have been like? So you're a shepherd, uh, a lowly shepherd, just doing your job. An ordinary night, you're out there. And this ordinary night would soon become extraordinary. Uh, enter verse 9. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. Hello. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. What does that look like to you? And the glory of the Lord shone around them. That looks like to me, uh, one word, awesome. That's awesome. And they were filled with great fear. Now, I give the shepherds a pass, all right? I give them a pass because I think I'd be a little bit afraid as well. Maybe you're tougher than I am, but I think I'd be afraid not knowing what's happening. And notice these are verses on the screen for you. Verse 10, and the angel said to them, fear not, easy for you to say, angel, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Why? Here's why. For unto you, unto you, unto you, it's born this day in the city of David. Three things. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. And then we see in verse 12. And this will be a sign for you. You, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude, more than you can count, is what it means here, of the heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So what we're going to do is initially and primarily, we're going to focus on really one verse here in our brief time together. And I wonder if you think that one verse from God's word can change your life. Well, don't say that I didn't warn you. And I want to put up that verse here again because I want you to see it with more clarity. And the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you, I bring you three things, good news, that will be of great joy, that will be for all the people. So notice, three short, life-changing phrases that we're going to unpack together right now. The first phrase is this, it is good news. 
So the angel begins with, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. I love that. I bring to you, the angel says, I bring you, shepherds, good news. Now let's pause for a second. To understand the context of human history, and to understand the context of the Bible, okay, verse 10, right now, is the greatest news in human history. This is the greatest news ever brought to humanity. It's really wise to pay attention because of that. And by the way, don't miss this fact. This news specifically brought to the shepherds 2,000 years ago, okay? That's pretty awesome. Shepherds were there, and God decided to open up the heavens. The angels came, and they had a message for the shepherds specifically. But here's what I need you to understand, and I pray you can receive right now, okay? 2,000 years later, this same good news is being brought to you now at a continent away, an ocean away, and again, 2,000 years, and here we are in this place at this time, whether you're in this room, whether you're in overflow, whether you're watching a live stream, here's what you gotta know, okay? And you can't get around this. God has made an appointment with you right now in this place, in your seat, on your lap, right now, in mind and heart, that you would be a recipient of this good news, maybe yet again. And yet you've never received it. But again, here you are. And God has loved you and graced you that he is speaking to you personally right now. I want you to feel that. I want you, Christmas is personal. Not for the person, not thinking the person beside you right now, the person you wish was here. You are here. And God Almighty, the God who made the heaven, that awesome video we saw, the God of all glory, he is speaking to you right now. You. Some of you are like, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even want to be here right now. And yet you are. So you might as well make a count. The Lord Almighty has graced you and loved you, and he's speaking to you. He's brought you good news of great joy. Inescapable, undeniable, irrefutable, wonderful. Wonderful, the message of the Christmas story that's humbling to us and can be awesome if we see it with a little bit of faith. In verse 10, the angel says, fear not for behold. That word behold is so appropriate. Um, it's the angel and, then, of course, the Holy Spirit who wrote these words down, really saying behold. Um, behold means, hey, you, look. Hey, you, wake up. Hey, you, perceive. Hey, you, listen. In fact, there's real urgency with this verb, behold. Which means like, hey, behold, um, don't delay. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't wait to come back next Christmas. It's like right now, right now. Right, you, you, behold. You gotta pay attention. You gotta hear the good news that's coming for you right now to produce in you great joy, to save your life from yourself. Again, I want us to feel the personal expectation. You know, our world is it's a crazy place, man. It's so busy, so chaotic. We're always rushing everywhere. We're always frantically trying to do so much. All, this, all these smartphones, all the technology is only making it worse, it seems. And we're constantly, because I, I see it, I see it in my own life, I see it all around me. We're always rushing to the next activity, driving the kids to the next thing. We're trying to get to the next appointment, trying to work like crazy, do this and all that. And you're like, wait, 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 time out, time out, time out, time out. Why are we so crazy? What are we doing this for? I tell you right now, right now, by the appointment of God, there's a chance to take a time out from this world, man, the craziness out there, and just be like, wait, wait, stop, 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 shh. 
to stop, to be still, and just consider some of the major and most important questions in life. You know, as a pastor over 20 years now, um, I've sat by many, many hospital beds of people entering from this life to the next, people facing death. There's been so many people I have watched, and it's incredible for me. It's such a moment of perspective. I watch them uh, start to summarize their entire existence. It's amazing to me that they kind of look back and they start to consider and say, what have I done with my life? Why did I do the things that I did? Why was I so preoccupied with that which I thought was so urgent, but now I'm lying on my deathbed, all of a sudden it has no meaning. It's, it's a powerful place of perspective, what people start to value all of a sudden. And they start to ponder, really, everything. I'm telling you right now, like, so few get to do this, man. Like, like the blessing here, even here right now together, the blessing of stopping, being still, and considering, again, the greatest news ever given to humanity. The angel says, I, I, I bring you good news. Now, we have to understand this good news. All of human history hinges on this moment. And you're like, really? Like, really? Like, I'm not exaggerating. That's not hyperbole. Like, literally, this is the turning point of history. I mean, the fact that it's 2018 is because it's 2018 years after A.D., Anno Domini, the year of the Lord, and before Christ's birth is B.C. You can't argue that. It's just the fact people hate that. It drives them crazy, so they try to change the definitions. But the reality is, the only person ever born that time has been framed upon that the whole world recognizes is the birth of Jesus Christ. I mean, just makes you stop and go that's interesting why would that be the case maybe because the greatest news ever that God sent his son to be born and he wanted to make a point so he based time on that fact I mean I just think the longer I think about that I'm just like man that's that's a tough one to kind of explain away that's how awesome Jesus is this is the impact he lived. By far, the most influential person to have ever lived. Second place isn't even close. He has been changing lives ever since he came, and he continues to do it today, right now, right now, right now, across this world, transforming people from death to life in miraculous ways all over the globe. Because it's good news, but leads to great joy. He said, well, well, well he, he came, but why, 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 was, why did God send his son? Because we were enchained in our own sin. Because we were imprisoned in our sin. Because we were held captive by death and we can't, we can't find a way out. We try all the time, but humans can't do it. So Christmas becomes a, a, a rescue plan for humanity. Christmas is a light of hope in an otherwise dark world. I mean, even as the, the glory of the Lord shone around the shepherds. That's one of those DVDs I'm going to put in heaven. I guess we don't use DVDs too much anymore. But you know what I mean. I'm going to watch that. That was the glory of the Lord shone around them. And listen, because it's like a metaphor of the light of the world that's shining in the dark. The light and darkness are massive metaphors in Scripture. That's why Jesus said this, John 12, verse 46. I'll just quote it for you. He said this. Jesus says, who's this for right now? I came into the world as light. I came into the world as light with the purpose of so that, ready, ready? Whoever believes in me, believes. Notice, who, whoever doesn't do, whoever does good works. No, 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 the Bible doesn't teach that. You don't, you don't do good works and gain entrance into heaven because you'll never be good enough. 
Whoever believes in me, he says, ready, ready, will not remain in darkness. Wow, that's so interesting. I came into the light, I came into the world as light, that whoever believes in me, believes in me, will not remain in darkness. What Jesus is saying is, apart from him, we're in darkness. You say, what kind of darkness? Well, just think of the darkness in the room right now. Think of those who are in absolute bondage to pornographic lust right now. Think of that lust that is ruining lives and causing marriages to be broken down and causing uh, uh, dads and children to be split apart and causing unfaithfulness and hurt and devastation and causing men to go live a double life. That's just one example of darkness, not to mention the addiction in the room. The addiction that is stripping people of all morality and causing the hollowed out from the inside out. What about the scene of hurt, unforgiveness, bitterness, relational strife, the darkness again of lies, the darkness of depression, the darkness of suicide growing at an all-time rate, the darkness of evil, the darkness of violence, the darkness of deceit, the darkness of cheating, the darkness of again, again, lying to one another, the darkness that is so prevalent in our day. Jesus says, that's why I came. I came as light within the darkness. Listen, Jesus says, listen, Jesus says, whoever believes in me, right, will no longer walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's a massive theme within Christmas, within the story of the Bible. That's why it's such good news. No wonder then the angel says, man, I bring you good news. The angel's saying, listen, for those without hope, I bring you a message of hope. For those who are lost, some right now, you're lost just one, one thing to the next. Why, 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 why? You can't give an answer. I'm, t- I'm telling you, just wisdom says, wisdom says, don't wait to your deathbed to all of a sudden say, wait a second, what am I trying to do with my life? Don't do that. You have the opportunity to not do that right now. The angel says to those who are lost, I bring you God's map for life and purpose. Your very reason for your existence is found in the good news of Jesus Christ. For those who are miserable in their sin, and they keep trying to satisfy themselves with more sin, but it makes them more empty, and they just, they're just so discouraged and depressed. God says, I bring you a message of joy that overcomes that. Here's a big one. For those who are filled with shame. Man, you, go, you go up and down the aisles right now, and the, and the amount of shame in the room, the amount of consciences that just will not let them go, the amount of regret that is there. Listen, the Christmas message is a message of grace, And listen, and forgiveness. Jesus came as light that you and I might be cleansed of every sin we've ever committed, past, present, and future. Every single one. Jesus came to die for us because we could not save ourselves. That's why there's so much good news at Christmas. He's come. The Savior of the world has arrived who will save us from ourselves. Notice within the Christmas story, and this is so key, the angels appear to shepherds. Shepherds again. The bottom of the totem pole, the lowest of the low, despised by society. No one wanted that job. Why would God appear to show? Why not to the kings of the land? Because one of the realities of this good news, it is most often received by those who know they need him. You see, the proud, they don't need anyone because they think they're it. The arrogant, well, they think they're God themselves. That's most of our society right now. But God has over and over, he appeared, Mary and Joseph, they were basically peasants from Nazareth. Like no one wanted to live in Nazareth. They're born in Bethlehem, this like nothing town. They're a bunch of people, there's, there's, there's no big procession, there's no major announcement on, on the news feeds, there's no kings and queens that are there. It's just this humble beginning, born in a feeding trough, because God works with those who admit they need him. He opposes the proud, the Bible says, he gives grace to the humble. 
Christmas story, man, is a symbol and a metaphor that when you and I can admit our need for a Savior, that's when the Lord comes in with his love in such a powerful way. Who needs to hear that right now? And the Christmas story, man, the Christmas story, it's good news, is the answer to fear. The shepherds, they were filled with fear. Again, understandably, one of the first commands, the angel says, but fear not, fear not. Question, are you, are you fearful? Are you fearful right now? Well, the answer for almost every single person here is, yeah, big time. We've never been more fearful. Fearful of the past, fearful of the present, fearful of the future, and everything in between. Everything makes us afraid these days. Trying to control our life because we're so, so fearful, we clamp on with more control. And because we know we can't ultimately control our lives, it makes us even more fearful. And the anxiety and the stress. The Christmas message is such good news because it is the solution to ultimate fear. Are you, are you fearful? I want you to notice something in one of the most famous Christmas television shows ever. And obviously you should know that is the Charlie Brown Christmas show. And in the Charlie Brown Christmas show, Charlie Brown's exasperated. And he goes, anyone know the meaning of Christmas? And Mr. Security Blanket himself, Linus, Linus steps up to the plate, because Linus was a great preacher, all right? So he says, I'll tell you what it's about. Now, we're going to see this clip in just a second, but I want you to notice what Linus does with his blanket. I also want you to know, just look at the face of Charlie Brown. I love that too, okay? So let's just roll that clip right now of Linus the preacher here. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Okay, here comes the preacher right here. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I love Charlie Brown's face, man. He's like this. As Linus brings it and throws it down, it's interesting, you know, Mr. Security Blanket, as I said, Linus, have you ever seen him without his blanket? You know, Charles Schultz, who wrote this, and just whether his intention, it's pretty awesome, though. The only time I've ever seen Linus without his blanket is that clip right there. It's the moment when he says, fear not. You know, I think of like these security, I, I got one of these child security blankets and, you know, but so many adults have these too, right? Like, not like this, but our security blankets of what? Just trying to control, just trying, we're so fearful for our reputation. We're so insecure. Our society is so insecure. Insecure about reputation, as I said, insecure about our finances, insecure about our relationships, insecure about our future, insecure about our jobs, insecure about our identity, insecure, insecure. It's amazing how rampant insecurity is, and we keep, keep trying to make up for it by holding on to things that ultimately will never last. The message that is said is Linus, again, Mr. Security Blanket, at the moment he says the gospel, the good news, the moment he starts to preach and indicate the reality of his hope and life and the reality of the Christmas story. He says, fear not. He says, fear not. 
And then the blanket is released because at that moment, again, why would you fear when you understand the power of the Christmas story that the Savior of the world has come, that has come to be living and die for your sins, be raised from the dead, that in the end, you don't even have to fear death itself. Love is, you got The Christmas story is death has been defeated by the Savior that was sent to die for you and me. That becomes so, so powerful. So that's why you have a genuine person who follows Jesus Christ. You look death in the face and you're like, I'm not afraid because death has no sting. In fact, death becomes the entranceway to life. Death is the number one fear of our world because people don't have answers. They don't have the good news. But here's the good news. The greatest source to conquer fear because you know why you exist, who you belong to, God Almighty, and where you're going, heaven. I read this morning in my readings, Jesus says, believe in me, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Why? If I go to heaven, I go to prepare a place for you. Again, a place in heaven. And I will come back and bring you to myself. For where I'm going, you will be also. I'm reading that this morning and I'm like, yes! Jesus has saved me. He's coming back for me. He has a spot for me in heaven. I cannot lose. I'm with him. That's good news, and I start to feel some joy, and fear dissipates. The power of living for someone greater than yourself, the Lord Jesus Christ, the good news, listen, listen, ready? It's brought to you, hey, make it personal right now, right? It's brought to you right now. What are you gonna do about it? No accidents right now, man. It's brought to you right now. God's speaking to you. Why? See, why God's speaking? Because he loves you. He cares for more than you can ever imagine. The Bible says that God wishes that none should perish, but all should receive everlasting life. He loves you. That's why he has you here right now. That's why you're listening on live stream. That's why you're over for listening. He loves you so much, and he's speaking to you. You know, one of the things I wanted to realize, we talk about this good news, a lot of people will say, oh, this good news, it's actually fake news, and they try to trash Jesus and the Bible and whatnot. But just, just, just be wise enough, again. Now, pride will only listen to what you want to listen to, but just if you're objective enough to look at all the people who say God is dead and all the people that start saying the Bible is going to fade away, all the people that say the church is dead, it's amazing to me, those people die and Jesus Christ keeps going. Like over all the years. I mean, you know I love the saying with the Bible? The saying is this, the Bible will always um, rise up to outlive its pallbearers. Right? So all the people that are to the Bible like, and they try to bury it, and they die, and the Bible's like, here we go. And it keeps going. I mean, it's just a fact. You look on history, so many people have predicted the demise of God, and yet God is absolutely radically changing lives across the world. Fastest growing church in the world, China. Millions of people are coming to faith. Multiple times, the whole population of Canada saved it, and the, and the whole government in China is hell-bent to destroy them, and yet they've never been flourishing more. Why? Because God's on his throne. He's building his church. He sent his son to save, and those who know they need him, they find him, and their lives are changed by him. See, because he's real. The media will never tell you that. We're trying to tell you that today just to get our perspective bigger to say, man, this is good news being brought to you. To you. Make it personal. Today. And the good news is that the Son of God has arrived. Question, have you received this good news? Now, now, know this, man. The second part of this message is good news will always lead to great joy. The good news here will always lead to great joy. Now, why, why would it lead to great joy? Well, because... What, what, what Christmas, the message Christmas was sending was a spiritual darkness, you're about to be destroyed. Uh, Satan, your head's about to be crushed. Uh, peace with God is about to be available to everyone. 
Um, freedom is about to be proclaimed to those who are in this, the prison of sin. Um, God is about to be accessed freely by anyone with faith. The kingdom of God, when, 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 when Jesus came, the kingdom of God was now on earth. Salvation was now present. And then this, um, the sting of death was about to be put to death. So when you kind of sit back and you look at the Christmas story, the good news, you're like, ah, that's a lot of good news. And that's what, re- that's what results in great joy. This is, this is where the joy comes from. See, it's recognizing the magnitude of this Christmas story. Now, I, I love Christmas carols, and I, I, especially ones with like solid truth in them. And I came across a Christmas carol this week I've never seen before, uh, maybe because it was written in the late 1500s. But it's still sung today, as, as I found out, but I'm going to put it on the screen for you. Um, the title is this, this Little Babe So a Few Days Old. It's got some old English, but I'll explain it to you. So it says this. This is awesome. This little babe, so a few days old, is come to rifle. That, that means ransack. Ransack Satan's fold. I love this line. All hell does at his presence quake, though he himself for cold does shake. You see, see um, um, the Son of God comes in the ultimate form of humility. This little baby in a feeding trough surrounded by animals. I mean, who would be afraid of that? Um, um, the spiritual realm, darkness, would be terrified of that because they know who he is. He has come to destroy them. Again, 1 John 4. The Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. See, this is written so well. And the last line, for in this week unarmed wives, meaning position. I mean, Jesus came in such an apparent weakness. He's, he's totally unarmed. He's a baby. The gates of hell he will surprise. You see, so we can look at Christmas often, and maybe you've done this, and you've been focusing on Santa Claus and whatever, blah, 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 blah. But you can even, even at a Christian view of Christmas, and you go, oh, nativity, yeah, so there's some shepherds and some wise men, and then Mary and Joseph, and they look sweet, and then there's a little baby Jesus in a manger, and some animals, oh, look at the animals, they're so cute. I'm sure they all were, but the reality is, Christmas is God declaring war on evil. Christmas is sending his son to, to take death by the throat and strangle death itself. Christmas is all out war on Satan and his demons. Christmas is declaring again spiritual war that we might be saved by the light and life and love of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what results in great joy. You understand why you live and who you live for. So question, do you have that kind of joy? True joy. What kind of joy? Inner joy. Now, the world, the world tries to sell you like a superficial joy. You know, like I have a bite of a hamburger. I really like, oh, I'm so joyful. I'm happy. But then it fades away as soon as you feel bloated, right? Right? But inner joy, inner joy is that joy that transcends our circumstances. So despite our trials, despite, see, that's why, that's why people following Christ, they will be burned at the stake over the centuries for their faith. They will call out to God to forgive those who are murdering them as they're burning to death. How do you do that? Inner joy. When you know this life isn't it, that you are living for the life to come in heaven with God, that creates an inner joy. Do you have that? It creates a lasting joy. A joy that can't be taken from you. It can't be diminished. It cannot fade. It's a certain joy. It's guaranteed, permanent, promised by God himself. A joy that will last for eternity. Listen, this is so important. It's a joy that ultimately is supernatural. It's it's produced and given by the Holy Spirit. 
as he comes and reigns in you and produces. If, if you've experienced this, you'll know what I'm talking about because you cannot manufacture this on your own. The world, now listen, the world tries to promise you and tries to deliver joy in this way, but the world can never, ever deliver that. For instance, this past week, I'm driving down a highway going into the city of Toronto, and I see this massive billboard, and it says, the gift of joy. Now, like, that gets my attention. I'm like, Really? Okay, so what is it? And then I look, and a huge gift of joy, and it's sponsored by the shopping channel. So I'm like, okay, this, this has got to be good. And what they're saying is, I saw some blenders on the billboard, and maybe a few spatulas, and they're saying is, listen, we will promise you joy if you buy our blender. Now really, do you really think the shopping channel can deliver on that promise of giving you an inner, lasting, guaranteed joy that's produced only by the Holy Spirit of God that reigns for eternity? No, no, it can't do that. But it tries to make you believe every day that it can deliver on things that has no business promising you in any regard. And it's all around us all the time. The next vacation, the next job, the next blessing of the family, the next item, the next piece of clothing, the next gadget, next thing. Hey, you want joy? Come here and buy it. Uh Uh-uh. Incorrect. And we all know deep down every time the world makes that promise, it never works out the way we want it to. Last just for a moment, and the next thing you know, it's gone. And we get more depressed than when we began because one more thing let us down in this world. I'm telling you, man, the good news is here and it results in great joy. Jesus Christ is the source of great joy because then you inherit and you receive by grace. It's a gift, but you put your faith in him and you know, you know your purpose. You know your future. You know that you belong to God. You know you are saved. You know your sin has been covered once and for all by Jesus and you will never, ever die. Now that's a joy the world can't even get close to or even smell. That's the good news found at Christmas in Jesus Christ that results in great joy. Do you have this joy? Some of you, listen to that right now, you are desperate for this. Some of you are. Some of you are desperately wanting that kind of joy. I'm telling you, man, you're here for a reason right now. Like, this isn't accidental. You're hearing the answer. Say, why? Because you're so loved. Because God loves you so much that he gave his son to die for you. You're like, but why would he die for me? I know that's how mind-blowing this love is. You're like, I don't deserve that love. I know, trust me, I know. I don't deserve it either. That's the whole reason it's a gift. We don't deserve gifts. They're grace. Jesus is the gift of gifts. He's the grace of God, and he came to shine light into your darkness and mine, that we might be cleansed and saved and redeemed and find purpose and value as sons and daughters of the living God. Now, for some of you, honestly, if you really think about this, in some ways you're like, this is too good to be true. Like, Robbie, you don't know me. Like, this can't be for me. I mean, how, how can I know this is for me? Well, this is the rest of verse 10. And our third point, uh, for all people. You see, verse 10, I bring you, bring you, bring you good news, great joy. That will be for all the people. There it is. This is the best part of the news. It's for all people. I love this. It's not bound by class or race or gender. It's not limited to geography or socioeconomics or citizenship. This good news is offered to, to all people. 
And I think right now, I, I, I just want you to listen very, very carefully because I want to say some truth in the midst of some lies that you're believing right now. And this is a message of light right now. Listen, no matter what you've done, no matter how bad you feel you've been, no matter how awful your past, no matter how grievous your heart or actions have been, no matter how many people that you've hurt, listen, listen, it's a message of life no matter what you've done. It's a message of life and light, listen, no matter where you've been. Sarah, if you, if you could see the places I've been, if, if you could see the situations I found myself in, if you could see even right now the things I'm doing, right now, there's just, there's no way God could love me and forgive me. You're wrong, man. Do, do never, ever underestimate the power of grace and the coverage of, of love for your sin and mine. And that's the, that's the thing I want you to see. This, this is a message of love. No matter who you are or who you feel you aren't, See, the whole message of the good news, the gospel of the Christian faith, it doesn't matter how wrong you've been. It doesn't matter how much you feel you've messed up. You see, that is the point of the love of Christ. He takes every single fault and sin and failure and washes you clean and makes you new and causes you to live for him that you might know the joy of what it means to have true life and true meaning. It's a wonder. Just a little bit of faith, a little bit of faith, and your whole life could change. What are you living for? You say, how could this be? How, like, like, what does Jesus do to save me? Well, that's the whole reason for verse 11, right? See, the angel shows up and says, listen, I got good news of great joy for all people. What is it? Here it is. Unto you, unto you. Un make it personal today, man. This is for you right now. Unto you is born this day. Notice three things. A Savior who is the Christ who is Lord. Why is Jesus our Savior? Saves us from our sins. We can't save ourselves, man. We tried. doesn't work. He has come to save us. He has come to redeem us from our sins, to cleanse us, to pay for our punishment on the cross. He's the Savior of the world. He's the Christ. Christ means anointed one, the Messiah. He's the chosen one. He is sent by God. He is the only one who can come to be the light of the world and the bread of life and the living water and the great I am and, and, the, and the door and the, and the good shepherd. He's the only one. He's the only one who can make way for us to get to heaven. He's the Christ. He's it. All these false Christs all over the place. Jesus is the Christ. And listen, he's the Lord. Lord means master or ruler. He's sovereign. He's in control. He's in control of all things. He will not be pushed around. Whatever he is set out to do, he will do because he is the Lord of the universe. You see, that's how we're saved. By the Savior who is the Christ and who is the Lord. 2,000 years ago, the Lord Almighty appeared to shepherds. And gave them a message that would cause them to be never the same again. And 2,000 years later, he's still doing that right now to you in this place. At this time, at this exact moment, he is calling people to himself. With a little bit of faith, you can be saved and never die. That you might not then live for yourself, but live for him. I want to make this crystal clear. If you follow Jesus Christ, your life will get harder. It'll just be infinitely better. Life for me was way easier before Christ. Man, did it stink. And now in Jesus, 
He's just worth it. He's so worth it. He's so real and so alive. And he's so loving. And he's calling people to himself again today. You know, um, that song, Silent Night, it's so beautiful. Silent Night, Holy Night. Listen, Son of God, Son of God, Son of God loves pure light. See? The love of God's purity seen in the light in the face of Jesus Christ. The song says, radiant beams from my holy face. Radiant beams. What it must have been like to look in that manger as those shepherds. Uh, with the dawn of redeeming grace. See, Christmas was the sunrise of the redemption and the grace, the gift of God for humanity. And then it says, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Of course, he's Lord from the moment he arrives. He's been Lord for eternity. And he has come to set us free. So again, I ask you as I end right here, do you have this good news? Have, have you received this good news? Do you know this great joy? And have you realized it's offered to all people? To all people. God's calling you. Jesus, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. It's almost as simple as that. You just tell him, I know, I know I'm a sinner. I know me too. And I need a Savior. Once and for all, man. I'm not waiting till next Christmas. Now. I want to get this done now. Jesus, I believe you're real. I believe you lived. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead. I believe you're coming back one day. And I want to be on your team. I want to belong to you. So I give my life to you. Save me, Jesus. Save me, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I pray you are working. I know you are working. I pray specifically you are saving even right now. Yes, Lord, may the good news of great joy be received, Lord, by hundreds these last couple of days. Again, call out to him. It takes a little bit of faith to see a whole life transformed. Yes, Lord, show them that you're the answer, that you are love and light and life. In Jesus' name.